I wonder how you felt as that video started to play. You know, a lovely, cute animal there, just lying there, so tender, so meek, so gentle. When I saw it the other day, I sort of went, Aww. And it, it's one of God's beautiful creatures, and nothing wrong with it. Made perfect, just as the animals in creation in the first days. And it reminded me a little of my youth. I, I grew up in a small town just over the border into Scotland. And there, the heather-topped hills also had fields of sheep. And at this time of year, it was coming towards the end of the lambing season. One of my neighbours, one of the neighbours still of my parents, worked on a farm and reared sheep. And his son... David, who was a little bit younger than me, often had a little pet lamb. Not too different from this one, maybe a bit smaller. But we never thought, we never questioned about what had befallen that lamb's mother. That meant it had to be reared in the home. And we never thought about when it went back to the field in a few months' time and what would later become of it. You know, we lived in a woolen town. Even myself in my teenage years worked in the dye works where wool was taken and put into huge vats and changed colour and came back out. And that was part of Edinburgh Woolen Mill. And the, it's the factory that you sometimes get in the carrier bags and on the shops and on the labels. That's where I worked in my summer holidays from school. And it's a lovely feeling, and we get that. But then as the video went on, my heart started to pound because I could see what was lying there. A knife. And I started to worry about the safety of the animal. And we know those scriptures. We've heard them before, as they were said. And we know in our heart that lambs were taken to the temple, that lambs were sacrificed at the Passover. Yet I wonder how many of us were waiting to shut our eyes or to look away or maybe cover our children's eyes because we just didn't know how long that video was going to play for. You know, what would have happened if the video had not cut to black at that crucial moment? How would we have felt then? We don't want to witness what it might have been, I guess. There is no splash of red blood to upset us. And instead, we can adopt that message that happens at the end of a program. No animals were injured. 
in the making of this film. And that maybe leaves us a little bit happy. It stayed being a little cute lamb, able to make a little bleat. We thereby, as viewers, preserve something of ourselves. A sense of, that's not in my name. That would have been barbaric. We would have disowned it. Nothing to do with me, the killing of a lamb. Today we gather, we do our walk of witness, we sing our hymns of praise. We bow our heads to God and give thanks for the one who suffered a cruel and brutal death. And it's not the slaughter of an ovine creature, but Jesus that we remember. We think of the torture that was undergone, the hands and feet taken and nailed. We remember that he was lifted high upon a cross and that he gave up his life. Those who had been close Many disowned him. Those who had trusted now doubted. Those who had followed now fled and hid. They locked themselves away, and there was but a handful, including his mother Mary, which remained at the foot of the cross. What sadness and what grief. That the days and years of promise had come to this time when voices had called out. He saved others. Let him save himself. And they were right. He had saved others. And although they did not know it, He could have saved himself. But even as he hung there, he was doing what he came to do. He came to save sinners. He came to show God's love. He came that each one of us could be saved. And in this death that we remember today, it has everything to do with us. In one of the songs that we're not singing today, Stuart Townend wrote, It was my sin that held him there. And we must remember that we nailed him to the cross. We caused his death. We did the equivalent of holding that knife to the sheep's throat. From the time of the fall, through the time of the Ark of Noah, through Abraham and then the days of Egypt, the wandering in the wilderness and the arrival in Canaan, 
with the tribes ruled by judges and then by kings, into exile and returned. God was never distant from his people, but they were often distant from him. And we still are today. Humanity is wayward. We don't seek God's direction. And we get it wrong. We do and say things that are unjust. And we fail to love each other as we should. As God has loved us. With such failings, how could we ever come close to God again? How could we ever have the life he desires us to have? The life that we were made for. How could the price of our sins ever be paid? There's nothing that we could do. No amount of gold or silver. Not even an infinite number of young sheep that could be taken to the altar. The only way possible was for the Heavenly Father himself to give us the means. And he did so in the gift of his only son, Jesus the Christ, the Lamb of God, who came to take away the sin of the world. He suffered his horrific death for us. He suffered it that we might know just how great the Father's love is. And whatever we have done wrong, God still loves us and wants us to know that love. And if we accept Christ as Lord and seek to follow a new life, following his path, then that death on the cross will not have been in vain. Our sin will be forgiven and we will have a new relationship with the Father. Knowing what he did for us should change our lives. And over the past few weeks we've gathered here in this place during Lent and thought about how the lens of the cross Changes the view. Makes us think of things differently. But it must go beyond thinking. And actually cause us to change our actions. We must live in a new way. Because of the cross. Whatever our start point rich or poor, male or female, slave or free, having spent our life in Lindfield, or only been here a month, whoever we are, we must consider the gift of Christ. And if we take Jesus as our saviour, the one who has paid the price, then we must respond to that gift. How do we serve? What parts of our lifestyle do not bring glory? What things do we say or do that we should not be? 
when do we fail to live in that sacrificial way that he has loved us? These are many questions. But I want you to just think of one this morning. What will you do because of God's love? Let's spend some time in silence.